What's up, Kyle V? Welcome back to the Water Cooler. How you doing? How you living? Living good, living good. How you how you living over there? I'm living great, man, except uh, that Patriots-Steelers game was not at all what I expected, but we'll get into that. A little birdie told me you have something you want to talk about to kick it off tonight. The Los Angeles Lakers are going to the in-season tournament final. It's beautiful. Wow. First, first ever in-season tournament, and they're in the final. Facing off against the Indiana Pacers Saturday. Don't miss it. Biggest game, biggest game of the season. Biggest game, some people are saying, since Magic Johnson faced Larry Bird in the 1970 fucking something finals. Yeah, they're, they're saying this is going to change the league just as Magic and Bird did. Um, and who better to hoist the first trophy than the king himself, LeBron James? And are you pumped about this? Are people are people excited about this? Oh, I'm so pumped. People are raving about it. You know people care about it because they're already trolling it online because the Lakers are in it. Okay. Okay. What are we doing? Uh, some memes going around. What's going on? Yeah, memes are going around. People care. They're watching. They won tonight by like 50 over the Pelicans. They just dominated. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm gonna buy a shirt. I'll buy a shirt. I hope they hang a banner in Staples. It'd be hilarious for them to have that banner up when the Clippers still don't have any. Um, <laughs> it'd be That's great. It's gonna be a great day on Twitter when they do hang that banner because they will. I, I can't wait. And they're gonna get wait. roasted. Can't wait. Okay, so what do we got next? The the championship. Yeah, Saturday, in Vegas. Saturday in Vegas. What time? Five thirty. Do we got a line yet? Uh, we should. Let's go check it. Yeah, I got it up right here. I got, I got sports book up. There, we're talking NBA National Basketball Association. That's right. Oh, it's trying to show me shit for tomorrow. Like we don't fucking care. We care about Saturday. December 9th, the Indiana Pacers, hometown team of the great Larry something bird, going to <laughs> Vegas against the Los Angeles Lakers, formerly Magic Irvin Johnson's Lakers, formerly owner, part manager. What the fuck was he? What do you think the Lakers are? I'm going to say they're going to be minus two and a half. Minus three and a half. You're a bad fan. You have no faith. They are heavily favored to win this thing. The over-under is 240 and a half points. It's like a fucking all-star game out there. Yeah. It's because the 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 magic, I mean, the Pacers don't play much defense. Um, but they score a lot. Halliburton's been going crazy. But mm -hmm. give me the Lakers to cover and give me the under. I think they're gonna muddy it up a little bit. And Guys have an off day in Vegas uh, tomorrow. I imagine they're going to get after it a little bit tonight. So, But family man LeBron, he'll be just posted up. Exactly. He's going to be ready. Okay, so we're betting the overs on LeBron. We're betting the Lakers to win, but betting the under on the total because I think in this tournament, the total's been going kind of crazy, but now you get to the championship. It's like, all right, let's play some actual fucking defense. Let's, let's lock it down right here. Exactly. That 500000 cash for each player – they it, they know it's there. They know they're ready for it. Um, it's going to be great. Tune in. Okay. Can't wait. Yeah, some of these guys that don't have the big contracts, they're thinking about that 500K with every shot they put up. Oh, no doubt. It's in their head a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I fucking love that. Lakers win it. Our emergency pod Saturday night. Oh, absolutely. Nah, no chance I'm doing that. I'll be drunk, dude. <laughs> I'll be I'll be I'll be celebrating the team. I'll be drinking too. Yeah, hell yeah. Popping bottles. 
All right. Now we move on to something a little more serious, a little darker. There's no laughs to be had here because the New England Patriots went to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers on Thursday night football presented by Amazon Prime and Jeff Bezos' bitch ass. And the over-under was, what, 33, 34? It was a 21 to 18 game. It got to 30, right? Over-under was 30. The Patriots come away 21 to 18, get the win over the Steelers, who fall to seven and six now, and officially out of the playoff picture if the season ended right now. Patriots get their third win on the year. It was never pretty, but it was, I guess, more exciting than anyone thought it would be. Is that how you're seeing it? Yeah, I would say so. Like Zappy showed a little bit more than expected for sure. Um, Trubisky was awful, terrible, no good. They had fans calling for Mason Rudolph. That tells you <laughs> a lot. Um, just a tough, ugly game. And the Steelers are in terrible spot. They had these two games. They were sitting at seven and four. They had Cardinals at home and Patriots at home back to back. And it it's like, well, I don't think they're a very good team, but they should be nine and four after that. What they do? Lose both. Now they're sitting at seven and six and they're they're not a playoff team. No chance. Yeah, I think they're toast. Um yeah. the, you know, especially with Kenny Pickett out. We thought Kenny Pickett was bad, but holy shit, Trubisky was absolutely terrible. I'm um, pulling up his box score right now. He only threw one pick. He was 22 for 35, 190 yards, one touchdown, one pick. He had at least four passes that could have been picked easy. Oh, yeah. One that was picked that was a penalty, right? Yeah. So he threw two, really. He had like two or three more. Easily could have been picked. It was, he looked terrible. Some of the throws were just like, holy shit, that is so bad. Yeah. He had no. No signs of a former first-round pick, that's for sure. He was he was awful. And then, like you said, Zappy actually showed a little life. He had a couple good passes. That one, the touchdown to Hunter Henry was a fucking dot. Yeah, it was. It actually was. a beautiful throw. Hunter Henry had a game. Um, Juju played decently against his former team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just, I don't know. I, I can't imagine the Patriots want to win another game. Um, but that this was big for Bears fans because that they're gonna get that Panthers pick sitting at number one, looking locked in now. Yeah, they've got like a two game lead now. It's pretty much locked up with with four or five games to go, whatever it is. Exactly. All right. Anything else from that one? It's pretty much a shit show. I think the the biggest takeaway is the Steelers fall out of the playoffs and don't look like a serious contender. The defense has struggled a little bit. And then that was the only thing really carrying them because the offense can't do it, especially without Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I think they're just at a spot where uh, the defense is going to be up against it, kind of like what we saw with the Jets where they just know they have to be perfect every single game, every single drive, and that's exhausting. And you have dudes, you have talent, but at the end of the day, you can't expect to be perfect in today's NFL with the way the offenses are. Um, and you get lit up by Bailey fucking Zappy. And that's, that's, you know, got, got you sitting at seven and six. I'd also like to just pops. Uh, if you're listening, you know, my favorite Steelers fan in the world, you don't have to do this to yourself. Don't make yourself miserable every week. Um, just join me with the Eagles for the rest of the season. That's simple. I'm not saying change your lines forever. Um, but you don't have to do this. I, no. I don't want you I don't want you to struggle through this season. This team is bad for your health. Um take care of your health, please. Please. Goldberg is too good of a man to do that, but 
I will say you don't have to wait anymore to drink the first beer. They're not scoring many (laughs) touchdowns. Just kickoff, crack that fucking thing open and maybe mix in a shot at kickoff as well. Yeah, seriously. All right. Count me in, baby. Let's do a little drum roll. Let's get to this Sunday football. That's what it's all about. The LA Rams are heading to Baltimore against the Ravens, who are seven and a half point favorites with an over under of 40 points. The Ravens coming off a bye with the best record in the AFC, trying to knock off the surging Rams who are trying to earn that last NFC playoff spot. What do you think about this one? See, part of me, I like the Rams in this spot because it feels like too many points and the Rams have been playing well. But just talking about it right now, thinking about it, I'm reminded of the times that the Ravens have hosted a good team, a good NFC team uh, this season. They hosted the Seahawks when they were playing pretty well early in the year and kicked the shit out of them. And then they hosted the Lions and just completely kicked the shit out of them. Um, And the Rams are maybe better than the Seahawks right now, but they're worse than the Lions. I I don't know. So I kind of think... The, the line makers know what they're doing. Shocker there, right? Um, so give me the Ravens. Yeah, that half point is a real motherfucker right there, huh? Seven and a half point favorites, which means they could be up 14 in complete control. Rams come down and score with 30 seconds left, and they cover. So if you're betting the Ravens, you got to be careful there. If you can, move it to six and a half. That's a much more friendly line. But I think they cover easy. I think they're a much better team. They've been playing so much better all year, not just for two games or three games. They're a complete package, and they're coming off a bye, which a team that's been a little bit banged up, they kind of needed it. You get Lamar with fresh legs. They're going to be running the ball hard. The offensive line is going to be fucking bullying people, even though Aaron Donald's on the other side of it. I think they're going to run the ball well. And their receivers, you know, after they lost Mark Andrews, OBJ was banged up. Bateman was banged up. Like they've just been going through it. Even Zay Flowers, I think, was was questionable for a couple of games that he ultimately played in. You get them all healthy. I think the offense is going to look really fucking crisp in that first half of the game. I think you're right. I think you're right. They're going to be locked in. Give me the Ravens to cover and the over there. Next up, we head to New York fucking Broadway. The Houston Texans are coming to town against Zach Wilson, taking back the reins for the Jets, even though he might not want to. The Texans are three-and-a-half-point favorites here. The over-under is 33-and-a-half points, which is just gross. I can't believe they're doing that when C.J. Stroud and the boys are coming to town. But we got a very good Jets defense, a very bad Jets offense. This is kind of what you're going to get. Yeah, the that – we might have to check the weather. It feels like that's a total influence by the weather there because I feel like the Texans could put that up on their own if the game gets out of hand. But, um, yeah, give me the Texans in this spot. Another spot where the half point kind of sucks. Like if you had it, if you feel way better at minus three here, that minus three and a half is a little tough. But I don't know. The Texans are a much better team. I think. You know, we talked about it a little, little bit, but the the Trevor Lawrence injury and the Jags loss on uh, Monday night, the surprise loss, they got to feel reinvigorated about going and getting that division. So I expect them to really show up. Yeah, this is a game they, they have to go win this game. And I don't think they want to fuck around and keep it close. Sucks that Tank Dell is out. So the offense takes a little bit of a hit there. Um, but they're going to go get it done. They're going to be fine. They will 
the Jets will muddy it up. They'll keep it close. What I'm worried about with the Texans, especially because Tank Dell is out, you got Sauce Gardner now gets to try and lock down Nico Collins. And who do the Texans have other than that? You know, Noah Brown is there. He's had a couple nice games, but he's not really a guy that you depend on. Dalton Schultz, kind of same kind of thing. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Definitely, definitely. All right, moving on. We got the Detroit Lions heading to Chicago, a divisional matchup where the Lions are three and a half point favorites with an over under of 43 and a half points. Three and a half is not a lot for the division leading Lions as they run away with this thing, but they're in Chicago. The Bears can play them tough. They know these guys well, so it should be a pretty decent game. Yeah, this is a spot where the Lions have a chance to really show that they're dominant still because these last couple of weeks they haven't looked great. And it started with these bears where they fell behind big uh, bears ultimately blew it, but I don't know. I think the lions really need to make a statement here and, and come through on what their, the hopes of their season should be. And I like, I like their spot to do that because they, you know, they just saw this team, what, two weeks ago. Um, and so you know they're going to be hungry. They're going to be fired up. Even though they ended up getting the win, they definitely didn't like how that game shook out the first time uh, with them having to come from behind. So I think I, I think I like the Lions to come through here. Yeah, I think they will too. This is a huge spot for them to be like, hey, we're still the fucking cream of the crop of the NFC North, and we're a legit contender for the NFC. If they come out and it's a close game or they do something similar where they get down early like they did against the Saints or they – blow a, a big lead or no they blew a big lead against the Saints sorry yeah anything like that it's gonna be like all right you're a good team you're fun to watch Dan Campbell fun to root for but you just don't belong with the Cowboys the Niners the Eagles like the cream of the crop in the NFC if they come out and just beat the Bears by like 14 they'll be like okay maybe we can take you seriously especially on the road um, with the line as it is maybe they're thinking that Bears offense kind of gets back on track I think the Lions should should win easy but we'll see how it goes yeah. Next up, we got the Carolina Panthers with their one win heading to New Orleans. Another divisional matchup as the Saints are five point favorites with an over under of 37 and a half. And I don't, is there any word? Are we getting Derek Carr here? Or is this a Jameis Winston fucking bonanza? I believe it's going to be Jameis Winston. Um, I can't imagine Carr is going to get cleared in time. Um, but I don't know for sure on that. So we would need to check. But if it's Jameis, Love that five-point line there. I think he's going to come out slinging it. I think he'll be ready to go. And I honestly think the Saints offense is going to be fired up at the idea of a new uh, new QB. I think the, the floor of Derek Carr and just like the way that offense flows with him and how he's been playing lately, I, I think uh, – I'm looking forward to Jameis is all I'm yeah, saying. Me too. I got to say, I defended Derek Carr for a lot of years as a Raider fan. I never thought he was the best quarterback in the league, but I thought he got a bad rap because they had a bad defense, didn't have enough playmakers. Well, he has those things now, and he's just looked fucking worse than he did as a Raider. Yeah. It's been pretty yeah. surprising. I thought they were going to be a lot better team this year, um, and he's been a big part of the reason why they haven't won a lot of games. So I'm stoked to see Jameis. I think it's great for the over. It's great for the Saints. It's probably great for the Carolina Panthers, too. I think there's going to be more points scored in, in general. Yeah. 
maybe some pick sixes, some some fun things like that. So it'll just be a much more fun game to watch. And I think offensively, if you have like any of these Saints guys in fantasy football or anything like that, you're stoked because he's going to be trying to push the ball down the field and taking some chances and might lead to turnovers, but it's going to lead to some other, you know, deep throws and, and big plays as well. So exactly. do the do the Saints cover though, five points. I do think I, I think so. I, I don't I don't think, think that... so. Whoa, don't Are look at sure? me like that. You sure you want to do this? I don't think they cover. Do you want is to this do the that? beer bet, or do we want to see what else is out there? I, I'm pretty I confident this is going to be – it's a divisional matchup. The Panthers have been playing a little bit better ball. You said it yourself last week. Bryce Young looking a little bit better as a quarterback. Jameis does what Jameis does. First fucking play he had last week, or I don't know if it's the first play, but first drive, he throws one right off a of defender's hands. That's just who he is. Yeah, I think it stays close. That's a field goal kind of game for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with what you're saying, but I think you're wrong. So Boom. give me this beer bet for a handshake. Done. Um, oh, I, I just pulled it up real quick. Derek Carr is is questionable with his concussion slash rib slash right shoulder. So I don't know. <laughs> he, was, he was a limited participant today. I just I can't imagine. I don't know. It's not like he's playing so well that you got to be like, no, we got to get him out there. I, I don't understand. That that so hopefully yeah. hopefully get Jameis he's probably not playing but just because you said limited to go back to the Rams real quick did you see uh Sean McVay they were asking about Puka he said uh he's officially listed as limited but I have no idea what that means because he did everything in practice today it's <laughs> like oh, okay <laughs> so who says Great. he's limited I guess it's not the coach it must be the training staff that makes yeah. that call all right, next up, we got the Indianapolis Colts at 7-5 and five going to Cincinnati against the Bengals, who are 6-6, six and six, if I do believe. That is a big game for the AFC because both those teams are competing for, you know, one of those two or three last spots, the wild card spots. The Bengals are one-point favorites with an over-under of 44 points. We got two backup quarterbacks here. We got Jake Browning going against Gardner Minshew. It's fucking NCAA 2018. I love to see it. It should be slinging the ball around. It should be a pretty good game. Who are you taking here? Give me the Bengals. I think they believe after that Monday night performance, Jake Browning looked in- incredible. And this just feels like a spot. I think it's going to be a really close game. But I can just envision uh, Gardner Minshew with a late interception to seal the deal for the the Bengals. I can just I can see it like it feels like that kind of spot for him. He's been playing pretty well, but this is going to be on the road, tough environment, a team that's believing after a good result and keeping their season alive. They got their backs against the wall, and a team with talent like the Bengals have is dangerous in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree because the Bengals, like you said, they're coming in with talent and with expectations on the year, like. This is it for them. They don't want to let this season go by the wayside. They don't want to ruin this opportunity despite not having Joe Burrow. Like there's still 52 other guys that are here to compete for a fucking Super Bowl. And they can't just stop because they lost their quarterback. The Colts, on the other hand, good year, seven to five. They've upset a lot of teams. They've won games they no one probably thought they would, but no one really thought that they were going to be competitive this year. I don't think anyone in that building thought. This is the year we win it all. They are building up to something really nice over there in the next couple of years. But the Bengals got to go out and get it done. <clears throat> if Jake Browning can look anything like he did last week, they're going to be just fucking fine. The question is, can he do that again? Or is he going to kind of 
come back to earth and be what a backup quarterback looks like in the NFL. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I it that's the that's the question that will be answered. But I do think the way he they opened up the playbook and he was throwing the ball down the field. Um, I think I think he's going to be in a spot where he can. I'm not expecting him to play that level again um, necessarily because I was quite literally in MVP level that he was yeah. playing. But I do think he showed enough to make me believe in him. Colts defense has been playing well. I'll give him that. But uh, they've also played some shitter teams lately, and the Bengals got more talent than that. So maybe that next goes. week we'll be talking about should the Bengals move on from Joe Burrow. Whoa. That's a <laughs> preemptive hot take right there. Would you rather um, have uh, Joe Burrow or Jake Browning on the Raiders? Preheat in the oven. I'm going to say Jake Browning. Oh, there you go. Love that. Next up, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Atlanta. We got another big divisional matchup right here. The Falcons are one and a half point favorites. The over-under is 41 points. There's a game between the two of these two for the division title. Who do you like here? Love the Falcons. I I'll, Let me take that back. Love yeah, the Falcons that's, a, that's a nasty way to say Love it. Love the Falcons in the spot. Hate everything about what they're doing over there coaching-wise and that quarterback get him out of here but the falcons defense is heating up they're playing well they got dudes i can see jesse bates picking off baker a time or two um mike evans will get his of course because that's what he does but not much else going on for the bucks and i think this one and a half point line is kind of uh disrespectful i get that the bucks you know bucks are in this if they win this game like opens nfc south wide open again and the bucks got a shot uh but i think the Falcons are the better team. I think they're starting to get things rolling. They're actually getting their studs involved. And I, I give me the Falcons here at home. Who did the uh, Bucks play last week? Do you remember? Didn't they get a win last week? They did. It was against the Panthers. Okay. That doesn't really mean shit. Okay. I was kind of talking myself into the Bucks there. And, and part of the reasons why, what did the Bucks do? They beat bad teams. Are the Falcons yeah. a good team? No, but I think the defense is good. Okay. Fair enough. I think they're right above the um I think they're right above the line. The Falcons are right above the line of teams that the Bucks can beat. Yeah, yeah. That's like they're they're maxed out right there. Yeah, Maybe yeah. one out of ten, they're gonna beat that. I don't know. I kind of wanted to go Bucks there. I thought they were coming off a win. That was nice, but then I remembered it's the Panthers. That's not really that's like a fucking preseason game at this point. It doesn't really count. Yeah. So I'm with you. Give me the Falcons here. They're gonna they're going to cover the one and a half. The over-under, I have no idea what to do because you don't know what Falcons team you're going to get. Are they going to fucking use their studs? Are they going to go out there and, and fucking put up points? Or are they going to give Tyler Algier 25 carries and just fucking muck it up and try and win like fucking 16 to 13? Yeah. And the other part of the over-under on a game like this is you have two quarterbacks that are prone to turn the ball over. So you they might move the ball, and then you, they're sitting at the 30 – you know, looking like they're at least going to get a field goal and then boom, interception. And then, yeah, sometimes know. though that will work in favor of the over when it's, uh, you know, the yeah. pick that's taken to the house or taken into the yeah. red zone and they get a, a quick, easy score, which, you know, the offense isn't even going to be able to move the ball that quickly at any point in the game, but the defense gets it done for you. So, yeah. could be something to watch for. Next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off the injury to Trevor Lawrence going to Cleveland where the Browns turned to Joe Flacco to lead them into the playoffs. The Cleveland Browns are three-point favorites over the Jaguars. 
Over under is a disgusting 31 and a half points. It feels like a game that there's no offense in this. Who can turn it over the least? Who can who can make that big play that fucking turns everything on its side? I have no idea what to do here, but I like the Jags more than the Browns, so that's the way I'm leaning. See, and I I too like the Jags in general more than the Browns, but I'm leaning Browns here simply because Flacco actually looked pretty good, and um, they Hold played. On. He looked good, and what was the score? Oh yeah, like 36-19 or something. Shit. <laughs> yeah, they got fucking blown They're out. Playing- but that was against a good, like a Rams team that's kind of playing well. Matthew Stafford, a good, good, you know, coach team. Jags are a good coach team with Doug Peterson, but you got CJ Beathard out there against that defense. I think this is a spot the Browns defense has been struggling as of late, but they've played some better teams. This is a spot where they can kind of get their groove back at home, playing a backup quarterback in a tough spot. I, I think the Browns um, get this one done. See, I think this is a spot where C.J. Beathard can do just enough because the Browns' defense is really good, and that is going to be a tough test for him, but he does have playmakers. And if old Dougie P can dial it up for him to where he doesn't have to stretch the field, if he can use ETN in the backfield, get some screens to Ridley, some fucking you know reverses, some motions going on, and just keep it short, keep it simple, and get these guys in space, let them do what they do, I think C.J. Beathard is going to be fine. And I think he'll make a couple throws when he has to, because he's done it before. On the flip side, I don't think that the Browns have as much firepower to match. And like I said, the defense has been kind of disappointing lately. I think something happened over there. They kind of fell off the wagon. I don't know if it's, you know, losing Deshaun, you kind of give up on the year with the way that some of their other quarterbacks were playing. I think the Jags, this is a big moment for them. They kind of have to answer back or they're going to watch that division slip away real fucking quick. I think they got the guys to do it. I think they're going to be motivated. Yeah. If, you know, hey, if someone knows how to win with a backup quarterback, it's Doug Peterson. So fact. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. I do like the Jags, but just admit, man, just admit you don't want the Texans bet to hit. Just admit it. I fucking feel like a hater. I think it's because I had E.T. and Lawrence, my fancy team. I've become like a Jags fan just by association, the associated property, if you will. But here's the thing. The Browns, defense was so dominant beginning of the year last week they gave up 36 to the rams the week before they gave up 29 to the broncos the week before that this is almost worse they give up 10 to the steelers like (laughs) just they just they haven't been as dominant and there's something going on i don't know what it it, 31 the week before that to the ravens who are a good team but that's a lot of points yeah that is a lot of points I will say that Broncos one was the d uh, was uh dtr's game after that first win kind of knew that was going to be a tough spot mm-hmm. for them as a team game gets away from them a little bit same with the rams you got flacco coming in first time um rams well coached team matthew stafford playing good i don't know i i, yeah. I just i i get the part on bethard though because he has had some moments where he looks serviceable and has been solid um but i just think overall the i think jim jim schwartz with that defensive coordinator for the Browns. I think he's just going to have things dialed in and, and make things real difficult for the offense. But like you said, you got your guys, you got ETN, you got Ridley been getting going Evan Ingram, but you, you also lost Christian Kirk. In That's a good game. point. So good point. Yep. That's going to be tough. That's a big too. piece. Uh, one last point. We don't want to spend too much time on the fucking Cleveland Browns. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say it kind of feels like one of those situations and maybe we're seeing this with the Steelers too, who just lost a, a game to the two and 10 Patriots. 
where yeah. the defense did so much for so long that you yeah. get to a point where it's like, what the fuck are you guys going to do? Like, help us out here. And maybe, yeah, these guys are pro athletes. Hopefully they're not, you know, giving up on the year like that. Same thing with the Jets, though. Like, it feels like there's a big divide. And then maybe you start to lose some games that you could have won at the beginning of the year when you had a little more hope in the other side of the ball. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Next up, we got the Seattle Seahawks going to Santa Clara against the 49ers. The Niners are 11 point favorites against their NFC West rival. The over under is a pretty hefty 47 points. Some interesting things going on here. The last time these two teams played, the Niners beat the shit out of them on was that Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. But the Seahawks can hang tough. They play the Niners tough historically. And I saw something the other day. Brock Purdy against this defense has struggled, especially when they run like a cover six, cover four. It's He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league against it. So something to watch out for. Can the Seahawks play good defense, kind of fly around with they, the way they do with their defensive backs, make life difficult for Brock Purdy, and in turn keep this game close enough to pull off an upset or even just cover this 11 points? Uh, no, no, they can't. Oh, shit. I did all that just for you to say no. <laughs> it, it, I'll give you this. They'll keep it close early. Maybe, maybe bet, maybe bet the Seahawks to cover in the first half or something like that. Get like five get and a half. Cause they're coming off of, um, they're coming off of a Thursday game. So they got a little extra time, a little extra rest. Niners are coming off their fucking Super Bowl apparently. Um, so, <laughs> They should be, they're probably, you know, have a little bit of a hangover here on this game. Um, but ultimately I think they're going to pull it out. I don't think Seahawks aren't very good. I, I, they showed some promise against the Cowboys. Um, but ultimately I just, I don't know. I think the Niners are going to handle business. Are you ready to hang a banner down there in Santa Clara? It's, I think they did. I think they're, I, I heard they're handing out rings before kickoff. Um, so yeah, the parades yeah tomorrow, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, in all seriousness, 11 points is a lot for a divisional game. I think that's a lot for me. I think you might have a situation here where the Niners are coming off of a little bit of a emotional high. Like you said, a lot of people are talking about like it's their Super Bowl. The players, probably not so much. Debo Samuel might feel that way. He was pretty <laughs> fucking fired up. I think for the most part, the players and coaches are just looking at it as a regular season game. Seahawks have a little bit of extra rest. You know, Pete Carroll has been fucking plotting for this one. He's an old fucking ball coach. He's not just going to lay down that easy. I kind of like the Seahawks to cover there. A back door. A back door? Yeah. You, Le- leave the back door open and they're going to fucking fly right in. That's what your great-great-grandpappy used to tell you, right? Uh, all the fucking time. That's why we had a screen, bud. <laughs> Next up, the Minnesota Vikings are heading to Las Vegas. This is fucking bullshit. I just saw the line for this game. That's bullshit. <laughs> The Vikings are three-point favorites against the Raiders. That's a fucking joke. Josh Dobbs is a clown. The over-under is 40 points. You can't tell me that that guy, after throwing four picks in his last (laughs) time out, is coming into Las Vegas against this fucking defense, coming off a bye. These boys are ready to go. There ain't no way they're winning. There's no way they're winning this game on the road. The Raiders, give me the Raiders' money line. It's plus 130. If you want to make a quick $130, just put 100 down. (laughs) I'd bet them up. I'd bet them up to minus three, minus five and a half, maybe. They're going to win by a touchdown. This is disrespectful. I will 100% be making one of my uh, one of my standalone bets. I'll be I'll be putting 50 on the Raiders minus two and a half. Because thank I'll, you. I'll, Let's go. I'll be plus like 160 probably. 
that's gonna i'm i will do that for you from my boy um i love you okay love uh you. raiders gonna win this game i don't understand i could see you could convince me on the vikings being favored by a point or it being like a pick em. i don't understand how they're three-point favorites they looked like shit their last time out um both teams coming off a bye correct I don't know about the Vikings, but the Raiders are. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so I I don't I don't really get it. I I don't know. Um, but yeah, does the I, in season tournament affect either of these teams? Happened on the night before in Vegas. I, I did just think have that connection. Um, purple and gold will be on high vibes in Ooh. Vegas because the Lakers will be celebrating the first ever in season tournament championship. Um, so maybe that's got something to do with it there, but hell no, give me the Raiders, man. Come Where on. Where are the Lakers from originally? Minneapolis. It's fucking fixed, dude. The fix is in. Oh my God. We're getting screwed again. The NFL fucking hates switch? the Raiders. Okay. Uh, Vikings minus nine and a half. Will <laughs> no, but seriously, I did forget that Justin Jefferson is coming back. That does have a, some kind of effect on this game. Of course, he's a fucking all-world athlete he's probably the best wide receiver in the game but if there's any one guy who's going to be out the night before celebrating with the fucking lebron and the team it's justin jefferson 100 it ain't Good fucking eight on o'connell uh fucking Devonte adams is too old for that shit like none of our guys are doing it it's jj he's out there yeah but really i mean the raiders defense has been very good and the offense has done enough they got the ball players to go out and match what the vikings have I, I think this is crazy. I love the fucking Raiders here, truly. Me too. Me too. All right. I'm betting that one. Moving on, we got the Buffalo Bills heading to Kansas City. This is a massive one. Huge playoff implications, especially for the Bills, who right now, I believe, sit on the outside looking in. They're in like the seven, no, eight spot. The Chiefs are one and a half point favorites at home. The over-under is a massive 49 points. Give me the under here all day. But this should be a good one. Uh, they're going to go back and forth to Absolutely stud quarterbacks. Two very good teams as far as over the last three, four years have had some massive matchups. This is another one that's going to go a long way in deciding this AFC playoff picture. Yeah, I don't really know um, how I'm leaning on this one. I think, you know, part of me says Bills just because, like we talked about with the Bengals, back against the wall, talented team, have to have it. Like the Bills are at a point where they – essentially can't lose if they want to make the playoffs. Um, and that's a dangerous spot to be. The Chiefs continue to be looking weird lately, and it's not really hurting them And as far as playoff chances go because that division um, is theirs for the taking, uh, especially with the Broncos' loss. So I, I that makes me lean bills. But then again, the Chiefs just don't lose two games in a row. That's, that's a thing too. And they're at home and only – any, if you got Patrick Mahomes as less than a field goal favorite at home, I feel like you're a fucking idiot if you don't bet that, right? Yeah, no, I, I actually agree because I think where the Chiefs are getting fucked or not the Chiefs, sorry, the Bills, is because the Chiefs are on a little bit of a slide. If they were like 10-2 and two right here, oh, yeah. this is 100% a game the Bills come in and win. People get all hyped up about them sneaking into the playoffs, coming and beating the Chiefs in the playoffs, where the Chiefs are like, no, we don't give a shit. We got the one seed you know, in our eyesight. We're going to take care of business when it comes down to the playoffs. We'll handle it. They need to win. 
Like they can't mm-hmm. keep losing. I mean, they got the division pretty much in hand, but you win, you lose this week, and you start to fucking doubt that. Like it's getting to that point. Yeah. So not great for the Bills. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Give me, give me Mahomes with less than less than a field goal. And I don't have the actual statistic on hand, so real douchebag move here. But there's some some statistic out there about like fifty point over unders in the NFL over like the last three years. It, it was something crazy, like seventy five percent of them go under. Forty nine might as well be fifty. Give me the other to this. Give me the under in this one. That's too many points for two teams that are kind of struggling to do anything lately. And they mm-hmm. both have decent defenses. So I think I think it's going to be a close game under. They're going to muck it up, come down to the end. I like that logic. I like that stat, too. You could have said whatever you wanted there. Yeah, yeah should we edit that out? Like, I'm reading it verbatim from Adam Schefter right now. <laughs> Moving on, we got the Denver Broncos heading to L.A. in another divisional matchup. We got the AFC West this time. The Chargers are two and a half point favorites with an over under of 44 points coming off a game where there was only six points total scored between the Chargers and Patriots last week. Who do you think's going here? I have, I think the Broncos should be favored here. The Chargers are fucking yeah. ass. They suck. I fu- <laughs> They're fucking ass, dude. I love the Broncos here. I, I can't believe this line either. This one shocked me. This might be, I might make two of those little things. I might parlay them Raiders minus two and a half Broncos minus two and a half AFC West special right there. AFC West special and then toss in the chiefs money line. Oh shit. We're about to be rich, dude. That might be the move, but so here's the thing. The the Broncos play, huh? Cash me outside. How about cash, dude? Cash, like money, like straight money, straight cash. You know, get it? Yeah. Shout out Randy Moss. Give me give me the Broncos here all day because they just played a tough game on the road with the Texans, had a chance to win. Russ fucking sucked through pick, whatever. Sean Payton's going to slap that shit out of him, and he's going to come and play good against Brandon Staley's bitch ass defense. Nothing against the players. Respect the players. Free free uh free Justin Herbert from Brandon Staley, please. Um but the Chargers just played a shit game against the Patriots. Looked awful. They got the win. They covered minus five and a half. Uh, but I, I just don't understand how they're favored. I don't think they the Broncos still got a shot in the playoffs. The Chargers are done for. I don't I don't really I don't know. I don't get it. And it's not like playing in LA is not a normal road game either. It's gonna be feel like a Broncos home game. So I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the Chargers, they are they're I don't know mathematically, I'm sure they're not technically eliminated but they're done they're not making the playoffs and i think the players are probably fucking fed up with brandon staley and i don't think that they give a shit about him anymore on the flip side the broncos do have something to play for and they've been playing really good fucking football lately and they're probably buying into what sean payton is selling them started off shitty he said trust the process and it's been paying off they're gonna win this game russell wilson's been playing decent football they're a much better team overall right now they're going to go get it done. I had a, a fucking three-leg parlay ready to go. Now I'm fucking pissed because I don't know. Do I do four or do I bump one of my other ones out? You might do four. I don't know. Is it? Is, do hey, you feel four's the one? Cal can't walk with three legs. You know what I'm saying? That's true. How, many does, it need? How many does it need? Four. That's right. All right. Preach to me. 
Next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night football coming off the worst loss they've experienced in 25 years. Heading to Dallas where the Cowboys, oh my God, are three and a half point favorites. The over-under is a massive 52 points. Stop me if you've heard that number before. The Cowboys are looking to take control of the NFC East right here. Can they do it against the Birds? No, they can't. This is an eagle spot they the night they let the niners have their super bowl they wanted that one more they I let them it. they're frustrated no i let get them. it not let sorry I, I misspoke they didn't let them the niners got their super bowl niners wanted that more fair well played good job you're a great team we talked about them already this is different it's the cowboys this is your rival this game you win this game Things don't matter. Last week don't matter, okay? You're primed and locked and loaded for home field advantage going forward, okay? So handle business, and you and you uh, take care of it. I saw a quote from A.J. Brown today, and this really made me seal the deal. I might – I don't like betting on my team, to be honest, but I'm, I might I might put some on Eagles' money line, especially with them as underdogs, um, or hit that minus two and a half again. But – AJ Brown, they're asking him, why, why, what makes you so like fired up and antsy and ready for this game? And he said, Well, you know, when when you have something on your plate and they're trying to get it off your plate, you, you're just gonna let them have it or what? And I was like, No, you're not. You're gonna fucking not let them have it, AJ. You're gonna go get yours. Okay. So you got that dog in him. Got that dog in him. Okay. I, I didn't see that. I love that. It kind of felt like like, I don't know, this this line actually is kind of surprising to me because, you know, we've been talking about it all year. Who have the Cowboys beat? Yeah. And who have the Eagles lost to? One team, they had the Jets lost. That's kind of a fluke. They lost to the Niners last week. They're in the middle of a fucking shitty stretch. They got some injuries. They're going through it. It's the middle of the season, the dog days. The Cowboys have had some fucking flashy wins against shitty teams. They've had some big scores against nobody's, or they do it late in the game when it's already kind of out of hand. People talking about Dak for the MVP. Jalen Hurts has had way better seasons in his three, four years in the league. I, I mean, the guy's proven that he can go out and do it on a high level better than Dak has ever really done it until this year, which is still yet to be seen when, when we get down to this nitty-gritty starting right here with this week. Can Dak really go out and win a game that matters of this magnitude? Oh, wow, this is a fucking tough one. Cowboys look so good. They're at home. Eagles got blown out last week. I don't fucking know. I think this is the Trust Your Nuts game of the week. I think it is too. It really is because if you if this is the only spot you're getting your um, info from, um, it's going to be bias come from me. I think the Eagles, I trust my team. I think they're going to ball out in this spot. That being said, as a non-biased um, supporter, uh, it's a tough spot, again, because the Cowboys are coming off of this is their third straight home game. They played back-to-back Thursdays. They got 10 days of rest. Eagles just played a brutal stretch. Um, you know, went Chiefs, Bills. The, the back-to-back games, the Chiefs and Bills, the defense played more snaps than any defense in NFL history in two games. That's crazy. And then you, yeah. that leads you into a Niners matchup against a physical-ass team, and they fucking bullied them. That's that's kind of adds up, right? 
and it continues on here. You you still got a quick turnaround. You know, you play a week later again while while your opponent's got ten days. That's a tough spot. It really is. That being yeah, said, it's a tough spot. when you have Eagles Cowboys, it's a little different. The the Eagles will be ready. My nuts are telling me Eagles, and I don't know if it's just because. I love you and my nuts. I feel like, you know, we're kind of connect, connected in a way. I almost said connected. That's a new word. Connecting nuts over there. And it's just like, fuck the Cowboys. They're not that good. But damn, CD Lamb's very fucking good. Michael Parsons is a fucking dog. And Dax looked like a whole different guy lately. I don't know what to do. I gotta, yeah. I'm going to have to get drunk Saturday night and just see what my nuts tell me. Yeah, you got to listen to him good and close. The The other part, though, too, is when the Eagles beat him the first time, Dak had a great game. CD had a great game. They True. they built, they did their thing, and the Eagles found a way. And it some people like, would say the refs bailed out the Eagles in that game. I don't know who would say that. Well, I can think of a few. I can think of like the state of Texas, Cody, oh. probably every Niners fan. <laughs> okay, you haven't listed any anything relevant there. All right, hey, that wraps it up for the fucking Sunday slate. When we get back on Sunday night, we're gonna review or we're gonna preview those Monday night games. We got a fucking double header this week. We got two Monday night games. They both kick off at the same time. What's up with that? Same kickoff. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know why. I hope. I, I, I can't wait though. We got the YouTube TV shout out right here with the TV in the background. Good timing. You guys can't see it though, so I'm a fucking idiot. But I'm gonna have that split screen going. They got that thing dialed in. It's kind of nice. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a great, uh, perfect test of the split screen. Can we? I hope someone from YouTube TV is listening. Someone that works for him, whatever. Can we figure out all the extra black space on the outside of the TV when you have more than when it's just multi-view? It's fine. That which will be great for Monday night. But when you get to that third game or the fourth game, there's extra space all over the screen. Why are we doing that? What are we doing? Because they don't want to stretch any of them out. Or like when it goes to the Octobox on Red yeah. Zone. Yeah, the whole top and bottom is just black. It's like, stretch it out, man. Stretch me yeah. out, daddy. Give it to me. And on that note. <laughs> that was a fucking great sesh. Can't <laughs> wait for another week of football. Coming down. We got playoffs coming up on the line. Hey, if you play fantasy football, this is the last week of your regular season. Things are getting wild out there. We got playoffs next week. And then every game matters in the NFL right now as far as draft position playoff position all that shit in between it's a fucking great time of year absolutely um do you have any you got any parlays for the people oh my god we almost forgot i do as i mentioned i have a three-legger which i might have to add a fourth one maybe you can help talk me through this this motherfucker the app closed so now i gotta open it back up technology huh ain't that a yeah, bitch i can uh would you like me to share mine first then love that i'm gonna keep it real simple with my two favorite dogs here well that's a lie my favorite dog is the eagles this week that's a bird uh, but as i mentioned yeah that that's a hungry hungry dog that's uh also a bird um but as as i mentioned i don't like betting on my team in that situation i don't like being too financially invested in my team because then you find yourself rooting for different scenarios when ultimately i just want to watch that game and watch the birds win Okay, so I'm gonna keep them off this thing, but feel free to add them if you if if I swayed you in any way. But I'm gonna hit the Raiders at minus two and a half, like we talked about, and I'm gonna hit the Broncos at minus two and a half, and I'm gonna parlay those things. I'm gonna keep the Chiefs off of it too, because like we, you know, the Bills Bills could come out and ball. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna keep the Chiefs off just for safety. 
But I feel great about both these games. That gets you to plus 514 just on both of those games. Just have those underdogs win by a field goal. If I sprinkle 30 on that thing, the payout's 184. I love that. Love that That's so much. That's fucking great come up right there. Yeah. I love that too. I might have to do that along with mine. So here's what I started out with. My three legs to start, and and then you kind of sold me on one of those. The Detroit Lions money line. I think they win the game. They're favored to win the game. Three and a half points. I, I'm just going to take a money line to be safe because you got the divisional on the road kind of thing. Jared Goff on the road late in the year can be a little sketchy, but they're just such a better team overall. No then doubt. I got the Bengals minus one against the Colts. They're at home. They got the playmakers. They got the defense. They got the coaching. They got the advantage in pretty much every way. And even maybe even at quarterback with Browning, look at the way he did. Then I got the Raiders money line. That one goes without saying. It's the fucking Raiders. Hey, if they, and, if they cover that two and a half and that bet hits, I'll hit a, a hard one with you. I on, can't uh, wait. You're going to give me that hard R Raiders? Let's cut that. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> I was going to stop there with the three legs. Okay. It was like plus 584. And I, But then you talked me into the Broncos, man. I, I just have them at money line. If I add all four of those together, it goes from like plus 584 to plus 1400. Broncos money line, Raiders money line, Lions money line, Bengals minus one, which might as well be money line. I the the I feel like the extra juice is worth the squeeze there. I gotta do it. I gotta do it for the people. You got my word. I'm putting twenty dollars on it. It's gonna pay me a nice little three hundred dollars and fifty cents. It's a beauty. It's a beauty. Okay. Hey, any words of wisdom to to leave these five people on a Thursday evening heading into the weekend? Hey, holiday season coming up. Hug your family. You know, uh, just just do good out there. Be be good. Be 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 nice. Win bets. Share your bets. S- spread spread the love. Okay. It's the holidays. Amen. Happy holidays. I'll see you at the water cooler. Cheers. Talking real heavy. Listen up, world. I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night.